Hello and welcome to the Digital of Business and Business of Digital podcast where we interview thought leaders, industry experts and professionals behind the successful and inspiring digital marketing campaigns. This podcast is brought to you by Lingjoy, a tool that helps you get 10x out of your digital presence by creating branded links, curated pages and link in bio. Subscribe now and start your journey towards becoming a digital marketing pro. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Digital of Business and Business of Digital where we talk to people from around the globe and in their journey of digital marketing this tell us or guide us how digital marketing can help us in our businesses or if we are doing services of digital marketing how we can grow them. Today we have Carrie with us. She has a experience of more than 15 years and the best part is for the first 10 years she was a journalist and today so you would like to know she was a journalist and then she is moving to digital media and you would also think which is the line that she would choose so uh, she is currently into more, more on a content side but the best part which i discussed with carry was she also does web development and that is where our topic also comes things which every marketer uh, should be pro at and that is what we are going to discuss today hi carry welcome on board hi how are you i am fine so uh, before we uh, jump into uh, the things that we are going to discuss so uh, can you brief us about your journey because 10 years into something and then shifting the thing how was it for you sure like well i got into journalism out of college because i liked telling stories and that kind of evolved over time the more i played online and the more i kind of tinkered with websites and got to dig in into analytics of websites and the data behind websites it shifted for me into this whole other field of more content marketing web development um and just digital understanding um but the fun part is i still get to tell stories it's just in a really different way great uh most of the conversation that we uh try to do on this podcast uh, somewhere down the line revolve around stories and uh, so do you think that stories uh, were important in digital medium from the first place or uh, from the go because facebook started with just status updates and nothing else and slowly and gradually we have everything coming in from photographs to videos and then uh, vr is also coming into picture so what is your take on that uh, will stories be the driving factor in future also or it, it is just because the medium was such that now stories are going or now articles are going and future things might change I think it's it's all about storytelling, right? From the beginning of time, people sat around and told each other stories. You know, in ancient times they did it around campfires and today we do it on TikTok. But it's the same thing. It's just we're showing our experience and our creativity by telling other people's stories and really all that's changing about that is the way we deliver them. Okay. So, uh those things are uh, going to be there true and uh, what are the things that you think uh, will be a bare necessity because for platform to platform everything changes at the end of the day so uh, when we started with facebook uh, initially organic reach was very high and then now it has come down same ways tiktok is going very well today a lot of people who have cracked the code are at the top in that and they know how to do things there but every time uh, google plus came and gone uh, <laughs> is not there today <laughs> around us uh, with us now so those kind of things keep on happening in the platform or the field which are we are in 
So what is your take on those things? So how to build the audience and what to do? Well, thank you experiment, right? I think your best audience today as a digital marketer is a 12 year old. And what are they doing and what do they think is cool? Because if you can't figure out that technology or how to tell a story in that platform, you're going to get left behind. You know, the first couple of TikToks I saw, they were like children of my friends. And I'm like, what is this thing? Like, this gives me a headache. True. But now I realize like, that's part of my job. You know, I have to understand that medium and how to integrate that medium and how to tell a story on that medium. So it really is just being open to what's out there and playing with it. Like if you decided that you learned Facebook and you were done, you are going to get left behind. And chances are you're probably already left behind. You just don't realize that the train is gone. So it's, you have to just continue to innovate and be creative and try things. They're not all going to work, but you got to try. Okay. So I think the point number one is be experimental uh, for us yes. and uh, do a lot of experiments. Uh, with that, a lot of people say uh, that doing experiments on each platform is good. But uh, do you think by doing experiments on different platforms, uh, sometimes our social media teams get thin uh, because we don't have that kind of bandwidth of handling a YouTube account, a LinkedIn account, a Twitter account, because each platform demands something else and uh, to engage is very difficult on each platform. So Facebook uh, currently does not have a lot of organic reach. Uh, there are people who do good on Twitter, but then when they come to Instagram, they are not able to uh, capture those kind of audience. So how should one uh, choose in the initial days? Uh, so somebody who is going to be in social media or trying out new things. So what kind of parameters do you, uh, would you like to tell them that if this is working, you be there, or if this is working, be here because a lot of platforms are there and a lot of things are there. Yeah. I tell all of my small business clients in particular, not to, not to chase more than two channels, Pick two channels, because you probably don't have time to do the rest and you can't take a piece of content and put it universally on everything in the same way because it just doesn't work that way. So then you need to follow the data. If people come to your website and watch videos, then a social media format that's video-based, whether that's TikTok or YouTube, is probably your best option. If people come to your website and they love to shop and look at products, maybe something like Instagram is more for you because Instagram has really evolved as a giant e-commerce and sales tool, right? Or if your audience is still reading, you know, are you better off to figure out how to tell your stories in audio format with a podcast? Or are you actually still better on Facebook if your audience is generally a little older? Facebook might still be a good place for you. So it really is kind of geeking out on your company's data and analytics to figure out what your target audience is already into and and go there don't try to reinvent the wheel um, because you're going to have a hard time pulling in brand new people with brand new content on a brand new platform go with your audience they'll they'll follow you if you're with them great so uh number one thing which a lot of people uh, sometimes don't understand this. Uh, there are a lot of brands or let a lot of SM, uh, small businesses which try to copy what their competitors are doing or something they have been doing for last three, four years continuously. 
So what happens is uh, somebody started a Facebook group three years back, four years back, and now there are there is a lot of engagement in that group. There are a lot of people who are engaging. And then uh, today, uh, if they started, they don't see that it will be a three year journey for going where these guys are. And uh, after three years, maybe groups won't be so active. There would be something else. So uh, what is because you have been working with a lot of uh, small businesses. So what are the parameters in which you explain them or uh, what are the ways in which we can convince them that this is something that you have to do currently and this is something which uh, you have missed the boat. So how, what are your takes for telling people that you have missed the boat on this part? That's always a hard one and you really have to be very careful with it because people want to do what they want to do, right? True. And so it's really, again, you know, dig in the data you know, figure out what can I do well? Okay, you're gonna, you want to start a Facebook group. Well, what are you going to talk about in that group? And if the answer is, I don't know, I just want one. That's a lot of work to not know what you're trying to do or what goal you're trying to achieve. And so it really is trying to figure out how to align the tools with what you want. And, you know, nobody ever got uh, you know, ahead by copying everyone else. They got ahead by doing something unique to their product or their brand or their business. So what can you do or what do you have that makes you special? And don't worry about copying somebody else, but like, let's figure out how to take your thing that's special and get that out there in front of the right people. And sometimes it is doing something that someone else is doing. But a lot of the time it's doing you, right? Like you have to do your brand your way. And you can't expect, especially on a social platform, to get the data and analytics and followers of something that's been around forever overnight. That takes a lot of work. And, you know, one of the things I really tell clients right now is getting a new follow today is harder than it's ever been, right? We've gotten so stingy. Because we're like, if I follow that, then they're going to send me stuff. And so we've gotten very stingy with our follows and our likes. So you really have to have a solid brand proposition and you really have to give me something awesome for me to even invest in hitting that follow button for your brand. And so just trying to copy is not enough to make me, the consumer, click that button and follow you. Great. So uh, for small businesses, one other problem which uh, I see and a lot of people ask me also, they don't have that kind of content where uh, they don't have so many talking points if they're, because they are a small business. Suppose a food brand is there and they just have one store. So they can post photos about that store. They maybe can post photos about the ambience. But what should they talk about more? Because they have limited things which uh, are there in their pursuit. They don't have a lot of people who can create content. So what is, uh, how, how do you guide them in that way? Well, the thing that I try to tell everybody is you have a story. Even if you don't realize you have a story, you do. And what happens is most people are so used to their story, it doesn't seem special and then they start telling it to you and you're like, oh my gosh, you have like this amazing story. And so sometimes it just takes talking to somebody from the outside to pull it out. And then I tell people, try to figure out what you can do that you can use 17 times, but only have to do it once. So if your store, you know, is focused on floral arrangements, 
and all you do all day long is put flowers in vases, get, do a little video of how one comes together. And then you can take that video and you can take a still out of it and do a still frame photo and do a post. You could chop it up and turn it into an Instagram story somewhere. You could speed it up and turn it into a TikTok. You could dance around it. You know, there's all these little things you could then do with that one tiny little video you created where you can put it lots of different places and you can put it lots of different places and say different things about it on different days. And, you know, the more you can use the same piece of content over and over and over again, even if it's just tweaked or a little bit different, the easier it is for you to work with limited resources. Um, you know, I think the mistake we make on social media is you think you put something out there and the whole world saw it. And so now it's old. Well, the reality is you put something out there and your mom saw it and your sister saw it and the algorithm didn't show it to anybody else because they didn't like it. So if you put it up again in a week, it's totally fine. <laughs> That's a very good point, uh, Kerry, because a lot of people see... Uh, I have seen a lot of trends on Twitter where uh, people uh, retweet their own post after maybe six hours or seven hours. It is just that because somebody who logs in in the morning or maybe would have seen your thing and when somebody logs in at the night, maybe they would have missed it or that might happen. And okay. that is what, uh, where people do those things. For Facebook also, the organic reach is going down. And I think I agree with you on the point that you said that reposting your own thing is not a, a bad thing there because it would not have reached everybody out there. That is By reaching everybody out there, uh, how would you see using ads for small businesses? And uh, so because uh, if they are digital marketing uh, guys, they might know because that is their bread and butter and they might do it. Uh, for small businesses, it is, uh, is it advisable to do the ads themselves or get an expert? What is your take on that? Um, I would always say hire someone like me. <laughs> I mean, that's just in my best interest, right? Um, but what I would really tell a small business, and I work with a ton of small business doing Google ads in particular, okay. is you can spend as much money you, as you want on these platforms. If you want to spend your money reaching the right people at the right time who are actually going to connect with you, you need somebody who knows how to do it. Um, so if you are a small business, it is worth the investment to hire someone to use your money well, because you can say, I'm going to spend $200 a month. Well, you could do that yourself and get three clicks, or you could do that with somebody like me and get several hundred, because I know how to get to your audience. Um, the tools are intimidating and complicated if you aren't used to them. Um, learning how to target and deal with local SEO is a totally different beast if you've never done it before. And so really what you get by hiring a professional is you get the expertise of knowing that your spend is actually getting to more people that look like people that would shop with you, visit your restaurant, come to your store, go to your website, than just blanketing the market. Um, blanketing the market is just not effective when you have a small budget. Um, what I told a lot of people in the, the earlier years of search engine marketing is think about how much money you spent on your ad in the phone book. Now think about how many people look at the phone book and they kind of had this moment. And they're like, I throw it away as soon as I get it. I'm like, well, what'd you spend on the phone book last year? 
And they would tell, you know, $3,000, $4,000. I'm like, if you gave me $4,000 to spend on Google ads this year for your small business, I can guarantee you, you will get more new customers than you would have got from the phone book. Mm. And it's, it's just shifting the dollars to a different place and thinking about it in a different way. And, you know, my one kind of caveat with small businesses when you're advertising on these platforms, not as much Google, but things like Facebook or other social media, is the minute you start spending, you can't stop. Because if you stop, you slowly start to fall out of the algorithm in this way that it hurts your organic posts, it hurts everything. So, you know, be ready for the commitment. I think it's a very good point where you say be ready for the commitment. Uh, because most of the people who uh, small businesses or maybe a lot of digital marketing guys also with their own personal account are not ready for the commitment that is required because yeah. consistency is the only thing which will take you places in social media. That is what I have read a lot of times uh, with our, a few brands. We have seen that because of being consistent, maybe sometimes a week or two, you won't get that kind of engagement that you are getting, but be, by doing experiments and those kind of things, you might end up uh, in other people's feed and then you might get new followers so uh, with consistency comes results that is one with advertisement uh, or spending dollars on facebook google comes results but as we were discussing in the earlier part uh, getting followers is something which is very difficult and for some businesses it is just a vanity matrix which they are chasing but uh, then for some people who are handling influencer marketing or influencers or those kind of things it is important so what is your take on uh, how can somebody gain that initial traction? And after it is there, what are the things that somebody should do to keep it consistent? It starts with content, right? If you're posting interesting things, there's an innate following that will happen. And then the other part I really tell people is you got to sell your brand, right? I have worked with so many small businesses who like have a large following on their personal social media account. They start a business account, but they never tell their friends about their business account. Why? Like there's a disconnect here. So like invite your friends to like your thing and they'll invite their friends to like your thing. Like social media is innately social. It spurs from that personal connection. I'll like a page or a thing because somebody I know likes that page or thing. And so it starts with you doing a little bit of legwork and invite all your friends to like your thing. Tell them about your new business page. Um, if you're a store and you can offer some sort of perk or bonus, give them a coupon if they like your page or check in or post a picture or whatever, because you can build your social in these tiny little ways that it doesn't look like a lot, but five followers today and 10 followers tomorrow and 15 followers the day after that in six months, you've got a decent little following going on. Um, and then if you're on a network that uses hashtags, find one or two that really work for you and join, don't just hashtag push in your post, but join conversations on the hashtag, you know, and don't, make it too salesy you know it's it's okay to mention what you do or your business but you really want to be part of an actual conversation and be a thought leader in your industry using those hashtags not somebody who's spamming everybody else there 
so uh, by spamming also one thing is there which uh, we see uh, there are a lot of accounts which have fake followers in that account and uh, there are a lot of fake likes generator fake comments generator and those kind of things what is your take on those i try to purge them out of my accounts if at all possible so you know a fake follow and a fake account and a fake comment like first of all everybody in the world can look at that and know it's fake right like if i'm cool 367928 follows you and starts liking every post you know it's a bot like it's just not real and so people then discount you what you're doing and your content because the only interaction with your content is not authentic so if you see this happening on your account i block those accounts immediately i don't let them post on my account um there are a few tools out there that you can either use or subscribe to or buy that will flag all of the bot activity on your accounts and help you clean them up um which makes it if you have a old account or you have an account with a lot of followers that might be a little less cumbersome than clicking each one but if you have a new account and you have your alerts turned on you can kind of see when these things follow you and you can immediately just turn them off true uh why following uh, one thing which comes to my mind is following the trends which are there and so initially there was a, a trend of being on facebook and then you were cool then came the trend of being on uh, instagram and then you were known as cool uh, now tiktok is coming into the scene and then th- that it will also go through those journey but then there are few trends which have been there so suppose seo is there seo is there for a long time now and the industry has evolved the way it has be, uh, been seen or looked upon has evolved there is inbound marketing which is there in the scene for last quite some time uh, so what is your take on the content marketing part which has been there for a long time uh, people are pushing a lot of things on seo and trying to uh, rank higher and higher on google and then there you are fighting with google at the end of the day so uh, google keeps four ads three ads just before your article so do you think uh, giving money to google for uh, being there at the top uh, is better rather than uh, spending on seo where you will organically rank but then again uh, somebody else will always be there on your top what is your take on that i mean it depends on your business so if you sell something and you need to be your shoes need to be at the top of google it probably has some value to pay if you are more of an informational and you, what you live on is content work on that organic build of seo like nothing ever hurts having a strong foundation on your website with strong content and strong searchability. The other thing that's going to happen or that I foresee happening is we spend so much time with audio now and asking our devices questions and you know paying right now doesn't get you in that. You don't get a result from Siri because you paid for it. You get a result from Siri because, because you have strong content. And so it really depends on what you value and if you want to be there in those places at those times if you don't have the foundation it doesn't matter how much you pay with a crumbly foundation the house falls over right so you really need to spend some time on that content SEO there okay and for small businesses is it uh, as important as large businesses because large businesses have uh, somebody to do those things and for small businesses it is very difficult in the way uh, 
they are handling their social media that is a big thing for them because sometimes they outsource it or outsource it or they do it themselves but then for again small businesses uh, to uh, look into seo write articles uh, do backlinking and those kind of things i think it is difficult so what can be uh, one thing which they can try to do and then uh, keep uh, this thing pushing every month or every two months and what are the things that uh, these guys can take forward so i would say the number one thing a small business can do is really focus on local so there's you know this whole concept of local seo which makes search engines connect to people who were near you like i don't need someone in china to read my blog post cuz they're not going to buy from my store right that's too far away but i need someone who's three blocks from me to read it and come my way and you know google has their google my business tool which is fairly easy for most business owners most small business owners can understand it because it works like other g suite tools and that can provide such a boost because it does things like make sure it tells people when you're open like the first thing i do when i'm going to go to a small business is i google it to see if they're open right so if you're updating that and it says open now then what am i going to do i'm going to go now and so it seems so small and so tiny but making sure your hours of availability your phone number your email address and an updated product offering are on that google my business page even if you don't update it regularly if you just keep that basic outline of information updated it gives people access to your small business who are in your area great so uh, and th- there are uh, ways in which they can post also things in google my business yeah you can post just like another social media account if you want to but yeah most people don't have the time for it so if you can't do anything else update your hours yeah <laughs> and make sure your map pin is in the right location yeah so uh, first thing is get that knowledge panel uh, for yourself yes yeah <laughs> so uh, moving uh, towards the thing that uh, new platforms are coming up uh, 2021 is there and what are the things that you see uh, as platforms which will thrive in the year coming because a few people say this is going to work you say this is what is your take on that well you know it's been around for a long time but i feel like youtube just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger right yeah. like the access to high speed internet on our phones has made us just start consuming more and more and more video in more and more and more ways so we're watching video at an amazing rate right now and i feel like youtube is more of that video that feels a little more it's a little less silly you know tiktok is fun and yeah. but youtube to me is i can get information i can learn how to make a cake i can figure out you know the lyrics from that song that i couldn't quite get through my head like it's all the stuff i want to know and do and involved with and it's on youtube right because i can either watch it or i can just listen to it and so it really i feel like is one of these platforms that is made for the types of lives we're living right now which are kind of in sound bites anyway going 100 miles an hour and it's designed for that um and it kind of work you know it just works and i think that's you know if you're going to invest in something new this year i would figure out how to be there 
I think that's going to be a good long-term investment for you. And if you are a creator, uh, YouTube is still uh, the uh, place where people earn a lot. Uh, being a creator, yeah. rest all platforms don't uh, make a lot of money for you in that way. YouTube shares a lot of money that they are making in that purpose. Uh, as we are coming to the last leg of our podcast, uh, I usually have two questions for everybody. One is, uh, what is the motivation uh, that keeps you going? In a way, uh, you did something for 10 years, then you shifted gears, you do web development also, you are into content also, and those kind of things. So what is that motivation which keeps you going? So back when I was in grad school a few years ago, we did the strengths finder test. And my top strength was that I was curious. So I think I just have this innate curiosity to try things and do things and learn things. Um, you know, one of my colleagues said on a call not that long ago, they're like, you have this well of random knowledge about things that we never thought you knew about. Because I'm curious, I read all the time. Um, and I think that translates to this job is because it's always changing and there's always something to learn and to play with and to try. And, you know, it's like Lego marketing in the, <laughs> in 2020 and 2021, you know, you're putting all these pieces together True. to build your little Lego empire. Um, and then you kind of, oh, this side doesn't look good and you tear it down and you start over. And so I really think it's just that innate curiosity to play and try and experiment that that makes this fun. Great. I learned a new word today, which is Lego marketing. <laughs> I'm going to reuse that. <laughs> okay. So uh, I think you have partly answered my second question uh, that uh, how do you keep uh, up with the ever-changing line that we are in? Because uh, every six months, the algorithm changes. Every December, Google changes the SEO algorithm, which is there. Panda, the new Panda comes up. Uh, a new platform comes up, TikTok changes algorithm, uh, Instagram deals is there, something else comes up. How do you keep updated with all the things which are happening around? What is your source, uh, your source of information for the same? And it really is just reading. You know, I follow a ton of blogs and even things on social media, you know, following hashtags on Twitter. You can follow, you know, digital marketing on Twitter and see what people are talking about. And just pay attention to the little things people are saying because that's where you start to pick up on where people are shifting. You know, if you had told us five years ago that, you know, Siri and Alexa were going to be the way that we handled our lives, most of us would have laughed at you, right? Like, what do you mean I'm going to talk to a little box on my kitchen counter and it's going to tell me what I need from the grocery store? Like, nobody thought that was going to happen. But if you paid attention and you would walk down the street, you saw everybody talking to the phone all the time. Or you would say, hey Siri, what color is the moon? You know, like you were constantly asking your phone these questions. And so if you pay attention to the way people are interacting with devices and with the internet, you'll start to see the shift happening that'll tell you things are gonna be different. And how do I get in front of that change? Great. Uh, Carrie, I had a lot of uh, learnings today and uh, had a great time. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me.